If you want to know what the number one thing is when it comes to building a profitable physiotherapy practice, then you're going to want to listen to this episode. All right, so today's episode title is called Building a High Performance Physio Team. It's, a, it's the first one of a series. This one is called Setting the Rules. Now, the reason why I am creating this series is because when I have a chat with quite a few physio practices still out there, I'm finding that to make profitable practices, they're still relying on external things, all right? Now, marketing and sales is quite important, but you've got to make sure before we do any of those things, the people who are running it are the most important thing, right? And for your practice, when it comes to generate revenue and profitability and obviously reputation for your clinic, all that hinges on a high performance team. Without this, you don't really have a practice, all right? So the number one thing is really focus on a high performance team. That's why you really should start, right? So this particular episode is all about setting the rules for them. Now, there's a few questions that I ask myself as I'm in the, in the journey of you know, owning my practices and building this very, very company as well. And there were some questions. I was looking around you know, very successful companies and clinics and things like that. And I always wondered, you know, you might have a favorite sporting team, you might have a favorite, um, you know, whatever team, you know, even if it's a favorite family, so to speak, they're still a team, right? So your favorite bunch of people, right? And I had quite a few, I had a few businesses that I really admired and a few teams that I really admired as well. And I was asking a few questions. And the questions were, what makes a great team a great team, all right? So I really want to know why they were performing at such a high level. What is the reason, all right? How do they narrow down the focus when they need to get a lot of things done, when there's you know, so much chaos going on? How do they narrow down the focus and focus on what they really need to do, all right? How to build a profitable practice or how to build a profitable business. How do we do that? What's the most important thing? What are the most important things to do that? Knowing, how do you know if your staff are doing well, right? And when is someone, when is, when is it the time when you know someone in your team is no longer a good fit for your team, right? Now, you may be asking some of these questions as well. These are some of the questions I ponder pretty much every single day. And, and quite some time now as well, right? And what I found, you know, uh, going back now, and I, I use this today even, is, you know, this is what I found. And what I found was this, right? Now, I don't know if you've seen this, but this is a Harvard Business Review article, right? On building your company's vision. Right, and you know, I just did a internet search you know, some time back, and I was and I was going through it, and I found this particular PDF that just because it was in a HBR or Harvard Business Review article, it got my attention. But then I noticed the author in it as well, James C. Collins. Now, I don't know if you've heard of him; he's quite prolific in this business building space. So that took my attention even more. And the reason why James C. Collins is quite a um, you know, you know, being quite an influential person for me is he's written, you know, some amazing books, some of which are, you know, a book called Good to Great, 
right? It's an amazing book if you haven't read it. You know, he's written this along with Great by Choice and Built to Last, right? These are phenomenal books when it comes to building really, really profitable, high-performing, efficient, smooth uh, teams, right? And, you know, I've read this maybe, maybe 10, 12 years ago now, and I came across obviously this article as well. So in this book, all right, like I said, you might wanna go ahead and uh, read it for yourself because it really highlights what's really important for a company. But in this book, he really talks about the most important part for a business, okay? Is not, it's not what it's doing, but who's in the business. Start with the people first, then figure out where you're going. Because if you have the right people on board, then going, you know, figuring out where you're going is not gonna be a problem. It's gonna be a self-policing. It's gonna be self-driven by the great people. That's the most important thing. So this is why I want to have a chat to you about it because I was getting quite a few comments, questions, uncertainties, you know, lots of overwhelm around, you know, just the staff that we have in our physio clinics. So I'm just gonna run through a couple of things that I think are quite useful for us as physio practice owners, right? So. You know, in this, in this book and in this particular article, right? And you can just actually Google this yourself, literally Google building your company's vision, Harvard Business Review, James Collins. Search for a PDF. This is about, I think, you know, 13, 14 pages long. Highly recommend that you read it. It goes through exactly how to do that. But why am I bringing up the vision, All right? Why am I bringing up the vision? Because after reading this, some of the takeaways I had was, to make it a great company, you know, you really need to know what you stand for as a company. What's your goal? What's your main purpose? All right? So in this article and obviously in these books that I talked about, especially in that, you know, the article, it defines what a company stands for and why they exist. Right? It has two important parts. These were the two biggest takeaways from me. All right? And having these two really simplifies, focuses on when there's so much uncertainty going on, you know, there's so many things to focus on. What can we focus on when, uh, what do we stand for? What do we need to focus on to drive the practice forward? All right. So there are two parts to it. Two parts to this particular article. Number one was core values, right? So core values. Um, now everyone talks about core values, but I'm not sure many people know exactly what it really means. I was really confused with this myself. And to this day, when I speak to other people, they're still, I feel, um, they're not clear on what their core values are. That's what I feel. So I just want to run through them by what it is highlighted to be in that article. And that is a core value is a small set. Now notice I've highlighted a small set. It's not an exuberant long list. It's a small set, maybe five to seven, all right? Small set of timeless guiding principles. The key word is timeless, meaning that this is not something that you can achieve, all right? It's something that, it's, it's a focus. It's not, it's not something you can achieve. It's a timeless guiding principle that does not need explanation. So it doesn't need, you don't need to justify what the core values are. It's just simply what you stand for in that company, all right, in your practice. So, for a practice, it could be something like patient-centered care, all right? Uh, meaning that everything that you do, 
everything that you do is centered around the patient and their care, right? Empathetic open communication. So having open communication, whether it be staff to staff or staff to patient and vice versa, empathetic open communication, meaning obviously, you know, you don't keep things hidden, you know, you don't put things under the rug, you communicate anything that's going on in an open sense, but in an empathetic way, you know. Team first is another one that could be looked at. So this is core value, it's a small set, five to seven, timeless guiding principles that does not need explanation, all right? Second one is core purpose, right? So a core purpose, how it's different to core value is the core purpose is the main reason, main reasons or main reason why a company exists beyond, this is a very, very important part, beyond making money, all right? Obviously, one of the reasons that we get into practice typically is make money, but you've got to remove that totally out of there, right? So one of the main reasons that are, you know, that could be applicable for physio practices is raise patient care standards, right? Improve quality of life. And if you look at these two, once again, you can't achieve them. You know, let's just say this year you've raised the patient care standards. Next year, when you look at it, you know you haven't achieved it, you've got more to go. You keep raising patient care standards or improve quality of life. That can never be complete. So the purpose and the values need to be things that, you know, you can't complete, but it's always something that you can strive for. It's evergreen, so to speak, all right, as I mentioned. All right, so how does the core, value, core values um, look like in a physio clinic? All right, so core values, remember, as we talked about it, it's a small set, five to seven, uh, five to seven small set of timeless guiding principles that does not need explanation. So how does this work in a physio practice? Well, it's basically a set of rules for everyone in the business, whether it be staff, contractors, patients, not sorry, not patients, uh, but with, within, um, so, sorry, it is with patients, a small set of rules for daily interactions with, within the teams and obviously with the patients as well, how you interact with them. So for example, if you're very patient-centered care, your communication with your patients is gonna be very, very different as opposed to being very efficient with your care, right? Things like that, all right? So set of rules for daily interactions within team with patients, and it's a very, very good set of rules. It is the ideal set of rules for decision-making, right? So let's just say that, you know, someone's, you know, within your team, one of your therapists feeling confused. If they have the core values in play, in, and if they know them and they're regularly emphasized in the clinic, they have now a guiding set of rules to navigate across the uncertainty that they are facing. All right, because these are rules for them. So therefore it creates less confusion and more consistency, all right? When things are not very clear, this set of five to seven principles will make it very clear as to what to focus on. Very, very important, okay? Um, and having this set of rules makes it super easy to identify the actions within your team members, within your therapists, that are not a good fit, all right? Now, obviously, you know, when we get in new team members or therapists, physios to our team, we really need to, we typically have the best trust and we go through a rigorous interviewing process, things like that. 
but you might find that you know people always change and then that's totally okay obviously but this set of rules will give you a very very good indication if that person is still a fit for your practice all right and it also these core values will also provide you with a set of principles to remove any members who are no longer a great fit and lower the team standards. This is something that I really, really come across with a lot of physio practices and, and their practice owners. They just don't know, you know, when to let somebody go or what to sort of do when it comes to navigating them to the, the place you want them to be as a practice owner, right? So an effective way that I've done this and, and you know, including in our very company here, physiomarketing.co, is we, we use the core values as a set of guiding principles to offer warnings, all right? So let's just say, you know, uh, patient-centric care, all right? Um, you know, some, someone's done something that is quite, you know, that, that breaks that rule quite significantly. And you know we can offer them warnings around that. That way, you know when somebody gets a warning or, or uh, some feedback, you know it's just not willy-nilly feedback, right? It comes specifically from a core values, which is your, which is your set of rules. They know this. It's very easy to do that, right? And when you do this, um, firstly because everyone's very clear and less confused, there is more strength within the team and the organization because it's a guiding set of principles at all times, okay? So core purpose in a physio clinic, how does that look like in a physio clinic? Well, like I mentioned, when you have a core purpose, whether it be, you know, keep raising the standard of patient care, it gives, it's your core, it's your single most important line that helps you make decisions, whether for you as a practice owner, if you're a practice owner, or you as a therapist, because you know what the core purpose of your practice is. It's very, very easy to make a decision around that, right? And also when you have a pretty, what we call a big and hairy purpose, all right? Or audacious goal, BHAG, if you've heard of that term, is if you have a big purpose like that, it inspires the staff to increase their sense of purpose and well and belonging. When you have a purpose, it gives, because everyone will know then where they stand and what they stand for within the organization, all right? Gives them inspiration and motivation, all right? And also, you know, with every business, there are gonna be times where things are uncertain, unstable, not really sure what to do. Things are changing, technology is changing, patient care is changing, regulations changing, all that kind of stuff. All this change, the core purpose always gives stability and focus because you know whatever happens and you know the environment will change around you all the time. No matter what happens, you've got this guiding set of, well, your core purpose to make decisions out of. Very important to keep very close abreast of this. All right, so what are some of the action points that we can take away and put into your practice today? Well, firstly, it starts with the core purpose, all right? so. Really, like I mentioned, this is that big thing that, you know, if done right, your team will get really inspired about, all right? But if you, if you notice, the actual core purpose, all right, doesn't have to be anything, 
too, too big, it literally can be raised patient care standards, no matter what. We are always raising patient care standards, all right? That could be a core purpose. Like um, Disney's core purpose is we make people happy. That's it, we make people happy. Just think about that for a second. Disney's one of the biggest brands in the world and their core value is we make people happy, four words. For them, everything is centered around that. So it starts with a core value, or sorry, core purpose. Right, remember, it, can't, it can never be achieved. So what do you, as a physio practice owner or of someone who's working in the clinic, what do you really want to stand for, for your clinic? What's the purpose? Start there. Because, you know, when you have come up with a very clear purpose, then ask what simple ways do we need to behave to consistently live our core purpose, All right? After you come up with a core purpose, something that you're really excited about, something that you really feel strongly about, then ask what set of small actions and behaviors do we need to consistently do to go towards and live our core purpose? It's very, very simple. All right. So thank you very much for listening in, tuning in. Hopefully that was useful. If you wanted to know a bit more information about how all these things fit into your practice and getting more revenue and profitability, head out to our website, physiomarketing.co. Like I said, thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon.